Hey, welcome everybody. It just occurred to me, I should have had a different intro because today is a really interesting show. We are simulcasting this show. I'm Grant Cohn, that's Scott Kennedy. You can watch us on my YouTube channel. You can watch us on his YouTube channel. Scott covers the Falcons very closely. I cover the 49ers and we're going to interview each other today about the other person's team. Scott, how are you? I'm doing just fine. Appreciate you setting this up and, and working with me to get the... Uh to get the stream going so we can simulcast it like this. I well, you figured out how to do it. Morning. I threw up my hands. No, that no was too much for me. Work, so apologies that I'm well, sitting here bleeding like a teenager here. You look good. I, I couldn't. You said, let's put them on both of our YouTube channels at the same time. I said, I don't think you could do that. You figured it out. So this well, is a game changer. Thank remember you. Remember what I used to do. You know, that's, right. that's, that's that's the producer in me, too. So, you know, for people that don't know, when I got hired at SI.com, uh, Scott uh, trained me. Scott Scott was my boss, and he trained me, and um, a lot of the stuff I do is because Scott told me, hey, do this. So thank you, Scott. Al, the key is finding the right people, and it's a ple pleasure working with you, man. All right, so we're going we're gonna, to um, take turns asking each other questions. I'm going to go first. Scott, you know the Niners. The Niners have been together for a while. I mean, most mm -hmm. football teams come and go. This core has been together for four years. And you know, if you can't stop the run, you can't beat this team, unless Jimmy throws eight picks. So can the Falcons stop the run if they sell out? If they sell out, yes, they can. This is a very different team than what you saw last year with uh, when the 49ers and Falcons played. Uh, the record might not reflect it at the end of the season because the schedule is tougher for the Falcons, but it's uh, they're, they're considerably better in the trenches. And Grant, what's interesting to me is we always say, you know, you mentioned Jimmy, I, you know, the old phrase, it's not the X's and O's, it's the Jimmy's and the Joe's. The Falcons have gotten better mostly with internal personnel, which doesn't happen. That does not happen. You know, you're, you, you, we, we both watched the Denver Broncos play, and they went back with the same uh, offensive line that was not very good last year, and they weren't very good this year. Mm -hmm. This is about the same defensive and offensive lines for the Falcons, and, for them, and, and they've really, really improved. So, yes, they've changed out their linebackers a little bit, gotten a little bit bigger there. They're missing one of their starters, but they've got an athletic rookie that's pretty good. they got Rashawn Evans at 240 pounds. Grady Jarrett is playing like a pro bowler. And the revelation yes. on this defensive line is Taquan Graham, a second-year guy, fifth-round pick, fourth or fifth-round pick out of Texas last year. And he is playing really, really well. So, yes, when they decide to sell out one way or another, they can get stops. This is a different team, but in 2019, the Niners went to the Super Bowl but lost to the Falcons. And if I remember correctly, the Falcons basically said, you're not running on us today. You could throw to Kittle 15 times, but you're not running on us today. And the Niners lost. It's a good, it's a good way to attack them, make them do what they don't want to do. Yeah, and, and I've kind of said watching the 49ers, and I'm interested in your take on this because I know you're not much of a Jimmy Garoppolo fan, but first-year quarterbacks struggle. My take on on the, the Trey Lance injury was in the short term, this was going to be a more dangerous football team. Has that played out that way, or do you think they're still winning despite uh, Jimmy Garoppolo? Or, you know, we, we've seen we've, we've seen young quarterbacks, and it, it seems like it's getting harder and harder. I get tired of people saying, yeah. oh, that class was so overhyped, they're bust. They're young. They're, yeah. they're young, and most of them are getting drafted to bad teams. Of course they're going to struggle. Let's give them a chance. So – Getting Trey Lance going and then and you know early, I, I felt like this could be a better team in the short term with Jimmy Garoppolo. What what do you think? Have you seen that play out? It's a fair question. It depends on what you mean by the short term. But we saw how the Niners looked with Trey Lance. Now, it was it was like a game and a half, and it was raining in the first game. But still, what Kyle felt he could do with Trey Lance was very limited at first. 
It was like run the ball and take a few shots deep, and other, otherwise I don't trust you. And I think clearly Jimmy can do more than that right now. Mm-hmm. The, the idea was that maybe over the course of a season, Trey would develop and improve and Kyle would gain confidence in him, and then by December or January he might be much better. Uh, and the thing with Jimmy is that, you know, he always stays the same. Although maybe some people disagree with that, but he has stretches. He's pretty good. He's okay. He's not bad. Uh, he's never really had a good playoff game, and I think Niner fans are a little f- frustrated. Like, yeah, okay, we're back to this, and we know how it goes, and feels good in October, November, but where's this going? And with Trey, there was a hope that he might have improved, I guess. But, you know, Jimmy's only done one pick so far this year, so maybe mm-hmm. there is improvement, although they've dropped a lot of his picks so far. So to be determined. So let me introduce myself real quick. Um, we're on, and, and for those of you, I know some folks are coming in on my channel too, because uh, we are simulcasting. Uh, my name is Scott Kennedy, and this is Grant Cohn. Grant covers the uh, the San Francisco 49ers and has done much more than that uh, in the past. Um, I had, was former director of scouting at scout.com back in the day, managing editor through Scout 24-7. Uh, help put together the network with guys like Grant at SI, have gotten back into content. I've done a lot of NFL draft in the past. Um, growing up a Falcons fan in the 80s, and Braves fan for that matter, in Atlanta, I became a fan of the process because my team stunk. So I uh, you know, I, I really became a fan of the, the general manager process, the draft, uh, the free agencies, uh, maybe not as much, but definitely the draft and the scouting and finding the next guys. And uh, I've gotten back into content in the last year or so and, and had a lot of fun covering uh, covering these teams, do some work with the Broncos, uh, do some work with the, with the Falcons. And like I said, I'm, I really enjoy the process of, of team building, uh, California Bears. So thanks for the question. That's who I am. Yeah, I mean, if you're a diehard Falcons fan, you got to really like football. you got to really like football. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying. Because there's a lot of, like, diehard Niner fans that are just here because they won Super Bowls at a, like, at a certain point in their life, and it's, like, a, an emotional thing. But not with you. You know, this is... It's, it's, it's tough. And, and frankly, yeah. as I've gotten older, you know, I, I was a bigger fan in the 90s and stuff. That was before I turned this into a profession, too. I've been working, sure. you know, professionally in sports media for 20 years. But... I'm telling you, 2016 took a little bit of life out of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, the yeah. 28 to 3 and then turn around and hire Steve Sarkeesian. It's tough. That was uh that was that 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 challenged your ability to cope after after something like that. So um, you know, but then I've you know, I've poured my effort into other things. I've got, you know, a 13 and an eleven year old who both play sports. That stuff matters a lot more than than this. This is work. This is fun. This is, yeah. you know, you uh you enjoy what you do. You'll never work another day in your life, right? Well, well, maybe this is the Falcons' year. Let me ask you one more question about their defense, and then I'm going to get to their mm-hmm. offense. So we talked about their run defense. It's clear that they have a really, really good cornerback, A.J. Terrell. Niners could have had him. Could have had him, but they took Javon Kinlaw instead. Jury's out. But with Terrell, is he going to be following Debo Samuel? Does he play one side of the field? Because mm-hmm. it seems like he could actually shut down whoever he covers. That's a good question. I think they've put more on his plate this year. And, uh, you know, if you look at PFF or however you look, he's given up, definitely has given up more yards than he did basically last year. He's had more big plays go against him. But if you watch those, he's been in really good coverage. You know, Michael Thomas had two first, had two touchdowns against him for the Saints in mm-hmm. game one. And a big physical receiver gets a perfect throw and makes a play. I don't care who's covering him. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. This is an offensive game. 
Um, and that's right. kind of what's happened to him. It's not like he's been, oh, he's way out of position. What's going on with him? No, guys have just made some plays. That happens. Um, I don't know if they will use him to shadow Debo, some, mm. uh, something like that. I think they would try more and bracket and zone him. Okay. Um, you know, especially when Debo's lining up all over the place, when he's standing yeah. in, a, in a shotgun next to, next to Garoppolo, yeah, as a running do? back, you know, then what? You know, you, you better have you better have somebody ready to cover him on both sides and up the middle because you can't. You and the can't biggest issue with Debo him. is tackling him anyway. Exactly, you can't yeah. you can't spy him, but uh, right. he's pretty physical. Uh, he'll get in there and and hit some folks. I think he knocked himself silly in one of the games earlier this year, and then. Uh, Casey Hayward is starting to play well. Uh, he was an, an old head Ooh. brought in Ooh. and um, a very good upgrade over Fabian Moreau, who was just horrendous mm. for the Falcons last year. UCLA, poor guy. Competent player on the other side. Yeah. Okay. Well, what happened last week was the Niners ran the ball well against Carolina. Kittle had some catches early on, but Ayuk and Debo really didn't do anything in the first half because J.C. Horn – I forget who the other corner is, but J.C. Horn was just dominating the 49ers. Then he left the game with a hip injury, and finally Ayuk started getting going. But it, uh, as good as the Niners wide receivers are, I think A.J. Terrell might be in a class above them. So depending on how they use him, they might be able to take one of those guys out of the game. A.J. Terrell's a building block for this team. There are yeah. a few. Basically, everybody on this Falcons team is either on a one-year deal or a rookie contract. Uh, that's just the way they've had to do it because of the the salary cap hell they've had. Grant... They've only got $108 million on the field. You know, so it's it's basically Really? Yeah. They, they in active, Is that the league low? In in active contracts, it's only about 108 oh. million. They've got so about they're sort of in a purgatory in right now. Cap, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones. They just they just got another 10 million uh dead cap uh. hit when they moved Deion Jones. So everything on this team has been building to next year. So uh, you're a year away. Falcons, the Falcons are two and three. Okay, but they have played really, really well. They have, considering they've got half a team. Right. I mean, they they went down to the, the wire with the Bucks. They beat the Browns. They beat the Seahawks. They they went down to the wire with the Rams. Yep. Yeah. And then they went and then they blew a lead against the Saints. You know. So yeah. They, every they've been in five one score games so far. Huh. Uh, and they're two and oh. three. I see. So Niners fans, the Niners just destroy they, the Niners are coming off two double digit wins and I think at this point Niners fans are expecting that every week and you're saying this could be a little bit closer I, I mean that's the Falcons the, the, pattern the, the 49ers depth we, we won't necessarily get into a prediction just yet but the yeah. 49ers are a better roster no doubt about it of course but this Falcons team is stronger in the trenches than you saw last year I actually did a last year I did a a quick video based on you know why do the Falcons struggle so much in the red zone and I brought up a, a, a red zone series with the 49ers where they dropped nine, nine into coverage because the two, the two defensive tackles basically stood up and dropped three yards back. So they're covering the short crossing routes. You rush two two edges, both said, I can't remember who the other one was. It wasn't Armstead, but it was two, two edges coming in and they get the sack with yeah. two guys. So yeah. Like, well, like if I can drop nine into coverage, how that and get the sack, how the hell am I supposed to score? Right. All right. So um, this will be that this team will fight you. They're they're considerably better in the trenches on both sides of the ball, and and I did not expect that. I really didn't. The beginning of the season, I picked two and fifteen. I, oh. I said this team is going to be two and fifteen. <laughs> they didn't change wow. the offensive line or defensive line. That's and bold. They lost some of their best players, they, and again, you've got a hundred million dollars of payroll yeah. versus two hundred and eight for true. everybody else. That's true. I said two and fifteen. Mm-hmm. 
now so, they they can play with anybody. They're not going to win all those games, obviously. But I see more seven and ten, eight and nine than two and fifteen by the time the season's over. Wow. Okay. All right. You got a question for me about the Niners? The health. I think that's the big one right now. You know, I already asked you about Garoppolo and the quarterback. Um, you know, I, like I said, I gave you my thoughts on on Garoppolo, and I'm interested to see how it. And then you know, he went and kind of had a a really poor game against the Broncos. You know, I'm yeah. gassing them up and he didn't play very well against the Broncos. Um, but the injuries, I think, are the big one. I mentioned Armstead. You've got some some defensive backs out. Um, the Falcons offense, again, they're, they're, they, they're a lot of smoke and mirrors because they don't have a lot of depth. What does your depth look like? What are some of the injuries that you're concerned about coming in? The Niners have terrific depth, but they don't have a lot of starters right now. I mean, Bosa probably won't play. Armstead won't play. Kinlaw won't play. That's three starting defensive linemen. Um, Jimmy Ward won't play. Emmanuel Mosley won't play. That's two really good DBs. That's five starters on defense. Aziz Alshair, that's the sixth. Uh, that's the linebacker. He's really good. Trent Williams is out. Aaron Banks, the left guard, may not play. I mean, so, we. I mean, it seems like this could be a close game. I think everyone would pick the Niners to win this game, but mm -hmm. you start taking away Bosa and all these guys – they're still a really good team. They're still a really good team. They're going to have a good pass rush. But um, this is a good time to face the 49ers if, from the Falcons' perspective. I mean, this is like the B team. Well, and what's interesting, the Falcons will run at you. You know, I know this 49ers yes. season is really good, but you're talking about them being, you know, as banged up as they are. Uh, one of the changes that was made, and he's a little bit of a doubt, is uh, Eli Wilkinson, a former right tackle, is playing left guard. He's in for Jalen Mayfield, who was, according to PFF, the worst pass-blocking offensive lineman in the NFL last year. Not just guard, but period. Wilkinson's been okay. Well, okay mm -hmm. is a huge step in the right direction. He was out. He missed a game for personal reasons, I think it was. And uh, Colby Gossett came in. Caleb mm -hmm. McGarry at right tackle is the matchup that absolutely scared the bejesus out of you last year. And all of a sudden, Colby Gossett, who doesn't have his fifth-year option picked up, is now in a contract year. Hmm. And Caleb McGarry is playing really, really well at right nice. tackle. You're like, huh. Part of, part of you is like, okay, great. He's playing well. Damn it. Why now? It's been four years, man. So the offensive line all of a sudden is punching above its weight. Yes. The okay. offensive line looks really – Chris Lindstrom is damn good, oh. period, at right guard. Did they draft that, him this year? No, he's uh, he is in his fourth year also. Okay, 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 okay. Um, him and all McGarry right. were both taken okay. – um, 19, 20, 21, 22, and 19. Okay. Um, and Lindstrom's been really good. Um, okay. And then uh, McGarry's been, who was bad last year, has been above average so far. Um, I saw a comment here from from Robert Davis. says, literally, our backup D-line is better than Atlanta's starting line. I don't know this year, man. Um, Grady Jarrett's playing at a Pro Bowl level. Yeah. He's really, he really. He always kicks the 49ers' ass, by the way. He's, he, really he's been playing at a Pro Bowl yeah. level. Taquan Graham, uh, I mentioned him at the top of the show, a second-year guy out of Texas, is playing at a plus level. And then they've been rotating some guys in, but Abdullah Anderson looks like he'll end up being the starter. Who's They yanked him off of a practice squad somewhere, and I saw him in preseason. I'm like, why isn't this guy playing? Uh, good change of direction, 300-pounder. So he's been playing okay. Um, you know, it's a 3-4. It's a base 3-4. And when they go to a front four, Taquan and Grady Jarrett as your two interior linemen are, are they're really good. They're they're playing really well this year. It's possible that Robert Davis is asking is comparing the Niners backup D line to the Falcons O line. 
But you would also say that the Falcons O line would match up pretty well with the Niners backup D line. The Falcons O line is playing well this year. Yes. That's why they're uh, they're tenth in the they're tenth in the NFL in scoring. How? Yeah. You know, like I said, How? They're, doing yeah. some of it with, they're doing some of it with smoke and mirrors, but a lot of it has to do with they've just flat out gotten better in the trenches. Okay, Plain I got a simple. question for you. I got a question for you. I want to ask you about Marcus Mariota. Um, so the offensive line is doing well, and yet he's getting sacked a lot. So is is he being indecisive? What is the? I mean, he's supposed to be mobile. He's supposed to be able to avoid these sacks. Is he running into sacks? Like, what is he doing right now? He's also thrown four picks, I think. You know what's funny, Grant? When you said that, I had to look it up because I'm so used to uh, Matt Ryan sacked <laughs> almost 200 times yes. the last four seasons. I see. You're desensitized to it. Yeah. Yes. So I'm like, yeah. well, he's really, he, really, he's been sacked a lot. It doesn't feel like he's been sacked a lot. I'll, you know, yeah. considerably, you know, speaking, just like last year, you know, oh, the Falcons aren't getting much of a pass rush. The Falcons had 18 sacks last year. That was wow. 11 below the next worst team. So that wow. they've got eight or nine feels like a grits blitz mm-hmm. coming in. So Mariota, the pre- the pocket presence, he wants to extend plays mm-hmm. and he's super mobile. Mm-hmm. So he will try and extend plays and run out and, and you're going to give up more sacks that way. But as far as straight, I'm get, having guys coming right at me and I don't have any time. That's not happening this year. He's got time to throw for the most part. Um, as he extends plays, he gets into some danger. How good is he at extending plays? Uh, I say he's really good at extending plays, not prime Russell Wilson okay. or Steve Young extending okay. plays, but he's, he's, he's solid at them. But the thing is, is I like to say that Marcus Mariota right now is bracketing really competent quarterback play with disasters. Oof. So it's, okay. if he can avoid, he's making plays for both play, teams. Yeah. If he avoids the big negative play, then he's good, but that's a big if. He's, he's putting it on the turf in crucial situations at least once a game. Here's the thing with the Niners' defense. It's t- terrific. You've seen it for years. But it's this wide nine, like everyone just tee off uh, on the quarterback at his launch point. And against pocket quarterbacks, they're great. But if a quarterback can extend a play and get out of the pocket, the Niners' defense, well, any defense struggles. But th- that's when the Niners have lost. Like They lost to just the, the, the offense that scored the most against the Niners this year is Chicago. They're with their 19 points because Justin Fields got out of the pocket three, four times and made big plays. Otherwise, you're not going to do much. You're going to just be checking down all day, and it's very grueling. Um, I think Mariota's got into Mariota is probably a little bit better version of Justin Fields right now. Okay. Um, well, that gives you a chance. Yeah, for with the mobility. You know, watching Justin Fields yesterday, he's making plays with his legs, misses a layup for a touchdown, and they end up not yeah. getting any points out of it yesterday and then get stopped yeah. on fourth and one. You know, Mariota's going to make that pass. Um, so Mariota, if, if you've seen Justin Fields, he's not quite as dynamic, but Mariota can fly. I mean, that's yeah. one of the reasons the running game is doing well is because he is a threat in the, in the, in a read option. Um, you know, when he, if, if you, if you crash down on the running back, he's going to take it off tackle and he's going to pick up 15 to 20 yards in a hurry. The problem is he's also put it on the turf a few times. So, right. like I said, that's, that's where you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be careful on that. Houseway says, Grant, give me a kiss. Thank you, Hosway. Only because you gave me $2, though. <laughs> uh, I think we had one more. Corey says, got to love these 35 and 13 type predictions. Niners are 29th in scoring and have already lost two of the worst teams in the league. Slow the hype. Yeah, this this kind of seems like it's going to be a close game. Yeah, when you, when you look at it with a team like this, you look at the 49ers with their defense, they're going to keep you in every game. doesn't mm-hmm. matter who you're playing. 
But their offense right now isn't good enough to then absolutely put away some of the lower teams. I mean, you right. beat the brakes off the Panthers, but that team was – they're already in vacation mode. You know, and there they, were turnovers in that game. There was a pick yeah. six that Baker Mayfield threw, and they, they turned it over on downs from their nine-yard line late in the game. It led to a touchdown. Like Only way the Niners are going to score more than 23 points is if they score some with their defense and special teams. I don't know. I mean, the Falcons are – the Falcons, like I said, they kind of have to get by with smoke and mirrors. So against the Saints in the first game, they shut down the Saints in the first half. And then J- Jameis Winston, who has a career about 115 quarterback rating against the Falcons, went off. Mm. Going against Tom Brady, the one guy who will take death by inches. He will take mm-hmm. 10, yards, oh, five, yeah. 10 yards at a time. Has 200 and, 295 yards in the first half zilch it shut him down in the second half yeah so it's you will get your chances wait till they see jimmy garoppolo though he's he's like tom brady but better <laughs> better i don't even know better that's I'd even say better looking that's that that might be you know what's your personal preference they're both you know they're both you know on the plus end of you know i walk into a room i'm like okay i'm i'm going for second at best here all right i got another question for you if, if you don't mind Kyle Pitts was one of my favorite players coming out of college in a long time. And when he faced the Niners last year, I thought he played well. Um, so far, they're having a tough time getting him the ball. What's the deal? And do you expect him to have a big game this week? I don't expect him to have a big game this week. He's still questionable. Wow. Um, so he's he's battling a, ha- a hamstring. And he okay. did not play last week. So I hamstring. don't know how effective he will be this week at all. Um, did he not have a good offseason? Did he come in out of shape? What is his deal? No, he, it's just that he, it, it's him and Drake things. London, who okay. is a rookie. And it's like, you okay. know what? I'm going to let the rookie beat us. Um, they're both super young. I think his birthday was this month, I believe. Yeah. So I think he just turned 22. Kyle Pitts just turned oh, 22 wow. years old. Drake okay. London is 21 years old. These are kids. Okay. Like I said, everybody on the Falcons, they're either on a one-year deal or they're, they're on rookie contracts. This is a yeah. team that is – on the ascendancy, the but they're yeah. not there yet by any stretch. This is a low point on their roster for talent. Got it. But Pitts is being bracketed, double, triple covered. Got there it. was there was a, who else are you going to cover? Yeah. One of my favorite videos last year was Grady Jarrett was mic'd up and he gets triple teamed, and he goes, "Damn, y'all don't have anybody else to block." And I, <laughs> my immediate thought was, "No, no. that's the whole don't. point." Yeah. Yeah. They they don't. So yeah. you've got Kyle Pitts and then uh, and Cordell Patterson's out. Cordell <sighs> Patterson is very similar to Debo. Um He's so good. Love him. He's so good. Love yeah. him. He's not quite the he's not quite the receiver. You know, Debo no. is a legit thousand yard receiver. Cordell never right. was, but right. he's an angry runner, and that's why he's yes. He's hurting himself at 30-something years old. Yeah, you're right. Um, but Drake London is really your only guy that scares you on offense with Pitts out. Um, and Drake London has been really, really good. Well, these let me. I want to talk about these two guys because they're very interesting matchups. Starting with Pitts. Normally, you don't really think about tight ends hurting the Niners in the past game because the Niners have Jimmy Ward. And he's just phenomenal in man-to-man coverage against tight ends. But he's not playing. Uh, they brought him back. He broke his hand. He's out again. And all of a sudden... A good tight end might be. I don't know how the Niners match up. I mean, they don't match up with Kyle Pitts' athleticism. But one I, guy like, doesn't match up with Kyle Pitts. Period. No. So that's really interesting. If 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 they could like figure out how to get him the ball and if he's healthy enough, he could actually get his season going this week. And then with Drake London, 
the Niners had two really good corners uh, going into last week, but now Mosley's out, and I don't know who's going to start opposite uh, Traverius Ward. Traverius Ward probably would do a good job against London, but if the option is five foot nine Diamador Lenore from Oregon, can he match up with Drake London? Drake London is he's got really good body control. He he's a former basketball player, so he knows how to rebound. You know, and that's basically right. what it looks like he's doing. You know, he had a play the other day. He's, he's six foot five. He had a play last week where he, you know, on a, on a quick out where he reaches out, grabs a thing down low one handed and brings it in. He reaches over somebody and brings it in two hands. He's got really strong hands. Uh, I was very critical of the uh, taking another pass catcher when you have so many foundational holes on this team. But if you keep stacking up good players, that's okay. You'll, you'll be fine yeah. in the long run. Drake London looks like a hit. Kyle Pitts looks like a hit. But no, I don't expect Kyle Pitts to be a significant weapon against the 49ers this week mm. because he, he ain't healthy. I see. So what the, what the Falcons are, are doing right now is they're um, they're impressing people. But really, they know that their window doesn't even start until next year. Like Mariota isn't going to be their quarterback. They're they're building a very young team, mm-hmm. and they'll get the quarterback eventually. And this wasn't the year to get it, right? Because the quarterbacks it wasn't a quarterback uh, draft. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't like they the, who they had. But the thing is, is Desmond Ritter. They he fell to the third round. There's a lot of people saying, okay, maybe week eight against the Carolina Panthers because the Falcons will be they're underdogs against the 49ers. Okay, mm-hmm. so you come out at two and four. Then you got to go on the road to Cincinnati. All right, I'm looking at two and five. Right. What am I still holding on to to right. Marcus Mariota for? You know, I'm 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 thinking, okay, let's see what Desmond Ritter has. Let's right. go into next year where the quarterback draft class is a little bit better, and I'm going to have a hundred million dollars in free agent money to start building. Grant, I think this. I think the Falcons have six players on the active roster making more than four million dollars. Six. So if they can compete this year and show that they're like an up and coming team, then they could be a free agent destination. Everything could change very quickly for this team. It's a it's a culture. It's a culture. Yeah, change is what. So it what, is. that's what they're, they're establishing the culture right now. It, it, and the culture no excuse, is we compete. Basically, we're, we compete we're, we're every take- week. Right. right. Yes, we know we've got. They won't. They won't say it. You weren't allowed to say rebuild at Flower Ranch last year, even though it, it, it is. Even Man, so Arthur Smith essentially took on a two-year. Re- it was a two-year rebuild. Well, you know, I mean, Kyle Shanahan sort of did. This, he didn't have all this dead cap, but he had scorched earth. Tear down. Whew, they don't tear, so it was a tear down before this, a rebuild until right. twenty twenty-three. See, Kyle got scorched earth, which is better than mm-hmm. uh, d- dead cap in a tear down. Right? He had already it had already been torn down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, All right. So it sounds like you're, t- you're picking the Niners to win this game. Oh, I think yeah. I I'd pick the 49ers. I, I haven't picked the Falcons to win a game yet. Um, just because. Of the, but they're again. I like what I see based on the improvement in the trenches. But if Kyle Pitts and Cordell Patterson aren't, aren't out there, now you're down to Drake London. Alameda Zacchaeus was a four last year. He's your number two. Oof. You've got two running backs that have maybe 40 carries between them in their careers. Marcus Mariota, a journeyman guy. I mean, like I said, you start rolling down this, and you're like, how are they even staying in games? And as a, if you're a Falcons fan, it should make you feel really good about the staff that's in place and that they are able to patchwork together enough of a roster to be competitive every single week. But no, the 49ers, they're a better team, a better roster, and they should win this game. Well, if, if the Falcons keep this one close, that'll probably be a big – boost to them i wonder how the niners will feel if they win a 
a squeaker against the Atlanta Falcons. But so many injuries, I guess, you know, a win's a win. They'll feel pretty good. They'll I mean, feel pretty the, good. The, the, Falcons, the, the Falcons were robbed of a chance. I, they're the Atlanta Falcons. I'm not going to say they were going to go down and score. What happened the, last week was disgusting. It was disgraceful. It was they disgraceful. Were, they were robbed of a chance in order to go and try and win a game that they were trailing 21 nothing to Tampa Bay on the road. Because uh, the NFL's trying to make it seem like they're protecting quarterbacks. They were getting the doors blown off of in LA yeah. and came back and had the had the ball and a chance to win at the end. The, this isn't an easy W for anybody right now. Um, yeah. You know, and if and if San Francisco comes away with the win, they are favored to do so. It, it doesn't matter how they 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 should feel good about it. Here's how you beat the Niners: just don't beat yourself. Baker Mayfield threw a pick six. That was the game. Even if you suck on offense, go back and watch what Denver did. Denver did nothing on offense the entire game, but they just hung around and they let Jimmy beat himself. And Jimmy you will know, do it. You know what Denver did? They played great defense and they had uh, a punter that was dropping it in like a pitching wedge. All day. All day. <laughs> if, if, hey, if, if the Falcons can do that, they got a chance because last everyone's acting like Jimmy's turned a new leaf. Maybe, but he threw one that hit a, a, a Panthers DB in the chest last week. You just got to catch the ones that he gives to you and don't beat yourself um, because you, I don't, you're not going to beat the Niners, but they can beat themselves and they do it. They, they've done it twice this year already. That's the way I look at it. Yeah. I mean, like you said, you look, if you can lose to the Bears, you can lose to anybody. Oh, yeah. You no. Know? Oh, and yeah. Again, but this team is the, uh, the 49ers are good enough in defense to be in any game, to beat any team but they're yeah. not good enough in offense to go ahead and just chalk up W's against anybody. It, it should be, it should be a, a, it should be a good game. I'm hoping for yeah. one that's a little more aesthetically pleasing yeah. than that Broncos 49ers game we watched. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it will be, I think, uh, you know, Garoppolo has gotten some, some uh, time under his belt. He's playing better than he was in that first game. I, I think that was, if it wasn't his first start, it was close um, coming back and he, he's playing better. Um, and the Falcons are the Falcons are an, an entertaining team. They're not yeah. a good team yet. There's way too many holes. Again, if you go to Spot Rack and sort by active contracts, they are DFL yeah. at 108 million dollars in active contracts with about 80 million dollars in dead cap money. This was a two-year teardown that Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot took on. The rebuild starts in earnest in 2023. A lot of people out here asking, like, is this a trap game potentially? I don't think it is. The Niners are three and two. I mean, they haven't proven anything. They they lost to Denver three weeks ago, and they see that the Falcons just, I mean, came this close to beating the Bucks last week. So I think we're going to see the best of both teams. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, you could you could can think of it as a trap game because. Okay, if I look at the power rankings, you know, the Falcons are still twenty seven, twenty six. Marcus Mariota, oh, that doesn't scare me. Patterson's out. Pitts is out. These guys play hard. They really yeah. do. And they've played everybody within a score so far. You're going to get a fight. You're, you're going to yeah. get a fight out of this team. And, and like I said, that's the culture change. This isn't a good team yet by any stretch of the imagination. But they're going to fight. And that that's the culture change that you're trying to install is no more freaking excuses. I don't care if you're the Atlanta Falcons and you falcon up every game. I mean, that's a verb around here. That's an adjective. You falconed it up again, didn't you? Um, <laughs> that's, the, that's the culture change. Let me tell you a stat before we leave. Um, this stat's going to probably su surprise Niner fans, but may maybe it won't surprise you. Offensive points per game estimated. This is not you know pick sixes or stuff you score on special teams or, or, or defense. Just offensive points per game. Atlanta, 14th in the league at 21.4. 49ers, 
21st in the league at 19. You could actually argue that the, that the Falcons have the better offense. Not the more talented offense, but the more productive offense. Actually, it's a fact. It's a fact. <laughs> and it's hard to understand why. I think part of it has been the teams they've played. Okay. You, know, you you've played the Rams. Their defense wasn't very good. The Saints nope. defense wasn't very good. The Cleveland Brown were missing three. You've seen Cleveland's defense. It's it's poor. You know, they haven't faced anybody as good as the Denver Broncos defense. You, we can we can poke fun at Denver Broncos, Nathaniel Hackett, Russell Wilson all you want. That defense legit. That Denver defense is freaking good. Yes, it really is. Really good. And especially if you're starting in the shadow of your own goalposts every game. So in a five-game sample size, you get one one game like that, it's going to knock you down a lot as far as points go. Um, over the long haul, the injuries, they start piling up in the depth. That's where that $100 million of missing payroll starts adding up. Mm-hmm. And on a long enough yeah. sample size, this will be by far, even with the injuries, by far the best defense the Falcons have faced. Yeah. Niner fans uh, like to say that the salary cap doesn't exist because the Rams always find ways to finagle it. But um, talk to Falcons fans about that. Oh, my it goodness. Exists. I'm so sorry. Where it, where, it, where it can be maneuvered is if the guys that you are extending are still productive. Right. If they're still good. Then yeah. you can push that dead cap number and move it five years and, and, and all that and let that play itself out down the line. But when I'm given a $50 million signing bonus to an inside linebacker who doesn't want to play anymore, when I keep restructuring Matt Ryan's contract so that he's got a $60 million dead cap every single year, and then I'm letting him get sacked 45 times a season. Yeah. Uh, Julio Jones was washed up and injured. Hasn't been playing in three years. Yeah. The Falcons traded him for a third, a second round pick and $30 million in dead cap money. Oh. So again, it, it works yeah. with your young players coming at you with restructures who are still productive and still good. That's when the salary cap isn't really an issue. But as they start to decline, you better damn well hope that that, that cap, that dead cap number is coming down. So whoever put together that got fired is what you're telling me. Thomas Dimitrov. Ah, oh, Thomas. Criminally negligent with Arthur Thomas. Blank's money. Criminally. If good I had God. wasted a tenth of what he wasted on that stuff, it was criminally negligent. Official BNA Music 88 says, are you getting wings from King of Diamonds? Well, my wife is flying in tonight, so I'll have to talk to her about that and see if maybe we can get a two-for-one. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> uh, I am not. I am not getting wings <laughs> at King of Diamonds. That one I can tr- I can tell you. I've never even heard of King of Diamonds. I'm a Me neither, but I can guess what it is. I'm probably going to go for the thighs, not for the wings. I'm more of a, you know, drums and thighs, kind of a t- drums and thighs. You struck uh, me as a thigh guy. <laughs> I do like thigh. Thighs are ju- I, I I'm talking about chicken. Anyway, um, do you have any more questions for me? Because I'm, I'm out. You know what I saw was interesting in here, and looking at just looking at the chat, I kind of want to give a shout sure. out to to the, the folks in the chat a little bit. Going back to last season, uh, last draft, uh, Trey Lance at three and Kyle Pitts at four. Um, Jamar Chase hindsight, at five. Hindsight. Now, <laughs> that was an expensive. And that was one of the reasons why I wanted the Falcons to take Justin Fields at number four. I was a yeah. big Justin Fields fan. I would have, I advocated taking him number two overall, frankly. Um, mm-hmm. No hindsight change, whether he pans out or not. That's what I wanted at the time. One of the reasons why is because it is so GD expensive right. to get a quarterback. Ask mm-hmm. the 49ers. Mm-hmm. That was an expensive deal. 
in hindsight, I'm thinking the move was not to move up to three because whoever you take at three is, is too much pressure. You you gave up the Deshaun Watson package for a, a college player. You can't yeah. do it. I don't think you. I think that was a mistake. You, you you set up Trey Lance for failure in the sense that there was he could never live up to that. He would have to be Josh Allen or Patrick or Patrick Mahomes, one of the two. Right. Otherwise, you're not good enough, and he was never going to be that good. Yeah, ever. when you're talking about a guy who played at that level for one year, yeah, you know, one year at that level, that's a that is awfully expensive. I mean, and you made the trade coming off the pandemic. You had to understand that you're drafting you're in, you didn't have enough information the evidence wasn't there and you now nah, it's bad it was a mistake i like trey lance but whoa yeah that was an that was an expensive deal i was it's expensive. the one it's like okay there were three quarterbacks seemingly you know as uh as someone who was watching the falcons rebuild i was like why didn't they send that to us that was a right. deal that would it would have been just a dream instead you know instead, miami got it you can't block tackle or, or cover, and you're going to take a tight end? Are you freaking kidding me? Good point. Um, but that was point. that was before it was known. That what Julio if you had Jones taken Jamar Chase out. instead? Well, Jamar Chase, you needed a, a replacement for Julio Jones. I'm like, yeah. okay. And, and Kyle Pitts was drafted. You play his first game at 20, 20 Eesh. years old. Yeah. Um, you know, he's young. He could be a, a good player for a long, long time. Um, but the 49ers have the resources to oh, – man, that was – what was your initial thought, you know, at the time when they when they moved up? Was your, you know, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't want to give up that much draft capital for for a- my my initial thought was wow that's a lot to give up for the third pick in the draft not the first or the second but there must be someone they really 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 like and they take Trey Lance and ever since they've taken him they've never given off the indication that they really really like him and ever since they've taken him they've pretty much given off vibes of buyer's remorse so I've never really understood it. Well, and, and Jordy says, Mr. Kennedy coming in, ripping on Trey. No, I'm not. I just think it was He's not. a it, – it has really doesn't have anything to do with Trey. Uh, it was all of – it was expensive to move up into that number three side. I didn't say he was a bust. Um, you know, Once we, they we, got to three, I think he was the right – I think you have to take a quarterback. I yeah, actually oh, yeah, argued God, that they yeah. should take Pitts at the time, but I think you probably have to take a you quarterback. You have to, and yeah. that's why the Falcons were – Talk, you know, I was like, the Falcons need to talk up Mac Jones. They need to talk mm-hmm. up um, Justin Fields Whoever. because if yeah. they're going to trade down, they have to have somebody come up for a quarterback. No, I'm not ripping on Trey. I just think that it was a really, really risky, risky deal. Risky. Deal. No, this is more of a critique of John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, which is fair. I mean, it hasn't worked out so far. He's played four games. Well, and, at and the he time, hasn't developed. We, we talked about this. We thought it was going to be Mac Jones at the time. Yeah. Every, you know, the whole and, world uh, did. That blew it almost, my it's mind. almost like people were saying so in the organization and they changed their mind at the last minute. I don't even know what was going on there, but too many what, people had information that that was going to happen. What, when I saw Mac Jones at the Senior Bowl, I was like, okay. And, and I watched him at Alabama a lot. And then I was seeing him at the Senior Bowl. I'm like, all right, maybe this guy could sneak into the first and the Falcons could trade down. And if they want to get a quarterback, this would be a guy. Number three and three. See, that's the thing. Even if they had gotten Mac Jones, is he better than Jimmy? Is Mac Jones? Mac Jones was a a solid quarterback who went to the best team of the rookies. Of course, like, he was going you're to trying to replace better. Jimmy Garoppolo and you bring in the next Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, what did you do? I, no, I, no, I, 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 they couldn't take Lawrence Mac Jones. To me, was far and away number one. Yeah. Was an yep. easy number one, and then I probably would I, not probably I would have gone Justin Fields next. Well, so everyone's like pretty much writing off Justin Fields. I think it's unfair. He may never work out, but 
That might be the Bears' fault. What if he had gone to Philly? You're telling me he couldn't do what Jalen Hurts is doing right now if he were on a good team with good coach? Same with Trey Lance. I feel like there are certain ways to develop quarterbacks like this, and certain teams get it and certain teams don't. Philly gets it. And if Jalen Hurts could—I saw Jalen Hurts in college. He's not great. He's he's really good now, though. I, I feel like Justin Fields could do the same thing if he'd been developed the same way. Yeah, the, I, I did something like this with uh, with a Bears group, and they were— you know, I just mentioned criminal negligence for Thomas Dimitrov and the Atlanta Falcons. That's how they feel about the Chicago Bears coaching staff last year yeah. and, and Justin Fields. And I, I think the 49ers did it the right way, honestly, yeah. you know, by letting Trey Lance sit a year and yeah. having a good quarterback and then saying, OK, we're going to move on. You're our guy. You've had a year in this basically a redshirt season. I think they did do it the right way. It's just unfortunate he got hurt. I would have loved, loved to see his his arc yeah uh, I think we, we were all looking forward to it here's my theory they had a plan for trey you saw it it last year when he came in in week 67 16 against the texans he wasn't running quarterback power he was running the offense and he won and what happened was he didn't play that well in training camp i think his completion percentage was probably 54 but in hindsight i think the niners overreacted look at his defense this defense is really tough on everyone they face. And I think they're like, oh, God, this guy can't throw. All right, let's just run around for a little bit. And then he'll, like, gain confidence in his arm. As it, He just was going against the best defense in the league. The Niners panicked a little bit and ran him too much to start the season. I think it was a mistake. I think it was, that was a big mistake there. But but I'm just saying on the on the big picture, not putting him in right away and letting him get – letting yeah. him get his feet wet before saying, okay, you're the guy, I think was yeah. was the right way. Uh, also, Justin it. Fields, he's his number one receiver is Dante Pettis. Guy has no chance. I think it's Dante Pettis. <laughs> and that was kind of their no point. Yeah. That was kind of their point. It's like, who, who is he supposed to throw to? That said, like I said, he had a layup. It was a nice little play action. Uh, tight end leaks into that. the backside of the end zone, and it's a it's a free throw. <laughs> and, oh, God, he overthrew him. I'm it's like, just amazing no. to see these quarterbacks lose confidence in two years. I mean, I this is a guy who like never lost in college. Great athlete. Two years on the Chicago Bears, and he's missing layups. Like, yeah, that's what the Bears do to you. That's what they do to you. They've been doing that to quarterbacks since 1965. Sorry. And that's the biggest fear. It's like when you have Trevor Lawrence going to the Jaguars. You're like, happens. these guys going to bad teams. Like, you're going to get the hell beat out of them. That's why I just said – and the thing is, Trey Lance went to a good team. You know, the 49ers right. traded up. It was a different him. kind of pressure on he the He didn't Niners. get drafted yeah. by the third worst team in the NFL. No. The, the thing with Trey, it's not um, – you're going to lose your confidence. It's you have, you can't develop. You cannot develop. The team is ready that you're, you're uh, replacing a, an established quarterback. You have to be better than Jimmy from day one. And that was hard because how do you, it seems like a project like that was never going to be better than Jimmy from day one, but you had to sort of go with the process like the bills did with Josh Allen. You have to commit to it. Well, you, you, you know how it goes. If I'm going to give up three first round picks, by God, he's going to play. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But the he's, Niners never committed to it like that. Anyway, he's, he's definitely when they kept Jimmy on the team as a backup, it kind of felt like a hedge. And at Oscar the time, comes like, oh, in with a super Oscar. Appreciate you coming in. Coming oh, yeah, in thank you, Oscar. Do you think the Niners should sit Bosa even if he's at 80 percent? Grant, what do you I think? Do. I do. I would, too. I do. I mean, on turf, he's had this issue came on turf last week. He tore his ACL on turf. I would be careful with him this week. Um it's just I, the Falcons. Sorry, I would say eighty percent. You can you can beat the Falcons without Bosa, and but you're not going to reach the goals that you want as a team without him. So, right. 
even if you're three and three coming out of this week and he is a hundred percent coming out of this week worth it, but you don't need Bosa to beat the Atlanta Falcons. You're going to need him to reach your goals for the season. Also the 49ers more than I feel like any other team in the NFL has this setback problem where a guy's hurt and then he's recovering and then he's either in a practice or a game. He, he had a setback. He got hurt. It's like they keep bringing back guys back too quickly don't do it. It happened with Eric Armstead. Eric Armstead had a foot issue. They brought him back, and then boom, foot and ankle. And now he doesn't even practice anymore. So d- don't do that. Real quick story on Eric Armstead. Armstead. Um, I told you I was director of scouting for high school to college, so for college football recruiting for about 10 years. And when Eric Armstead was coming out, he would have been – we had him number one in the country as an offensive tackle. Oh. He would have been – and just an that absolute... is so interesting. He did he, well. I mean, he's he would well be so him. much better as an offensive tackle. You could, he, but he's done well. He's made his he million. Ha- he, he's he made some money. Graphic, but my made God, some money. He he's never gone to a Pro Bowl. He's never gone to a Pro Bowl. And the way I look at Eric Armstead, good run defender. But I mean, you can make so much more money as a pass protector than as a run defender. He's not a pass rusher. He, he was, had one year of production man he, he should have been an offensive tackle basketball player with length and feet. football would be better if some of these athletes played offensive line because the, the, the athleticism six, seven, disparity between O-line and, just on. beautiful thing of beauty kinlaw, kinlaw should be an offensive lineman Armstead should be an offensive lineman because really with on third down you just need like four dns on the field that's what the niners do now they got drake jackson and amenahu in the you don't need guys like Armstead on the field on third down you really don't Oh, that said, play. it's, it's yeah. a tough game. It and is. If your heart's not in it, you're not going to succeed. And his heart True. was not in playing offensive tackle. But my Fair God, enough. he was so. I just feel like his heart isn't playing in defensive tackle all the time either. I'm sorry. He was Eric. so good. The thing about Eric is that he is the best athlete on the field all the time. But he has like four good games a year. And when he does it, it's like, yeah, why don't you dominate like that every every week? And some, like in the NFC Championship game, he was dominating down the stretch. Then the NFC Championship game, he had no statistics. He didn't even register. It was like, Eric, you're way too good to have no sacks, no quarterback hits, no nothing, no tackles. That's, that, I don't know. His conundrum. But that's good. That's, that's a good story. Tony says Carson Wentz would, would, would be a great tackle. <laughs> why, do, why does every coach hate Carson Wentz? What is the deal with Carson Wentz? I don't know. I've seen some people <laughs> just say he just doesn't particularly put in the work. Oh, that'll do. You know, it's just like, yeah, dude, this is what we're going to do. Like, hang, you know, just kind of whatever, you know, and he doesn't doesn't necessarily put in the work at the quarterback. And and you can't trust him to not throw interceptions for one thing. I I saw that play, you know, where he 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 comes in and blocks Roquan Smith yesterday. I'm like, man, it just I'm I'm still bitter about the the uh, roughing the passer stuff. I'm like. If he comes out there and Roquan digs his shoulder in and launches him into the stands, he's probably suspended. It's ridiculous. right, but that's football. And what, yeah. what, the thing that killed me about the Tom Brady thing is like they weren't protecting him because they want to protect quarterbacks. They're protecting him because it's Tom Brady. We saw what they what they felt about Tua or other running quarterbacks. It's it's a there's a whole scale of how important you are to the league and how much they protect you. Tom, you can't really touch him, and that's why he's playing at 45 years old. Right there. It's crazy. It's a shame. All right. Yeah, you're old enough to remember. I didn't realize Joe Theismann played until he was like 37. You know, I thought his I thought his career was ended a little earlier. I'm like, okay, that as as small yeah. as he was, as tough as he was, it, he, he his career wasn't exactly cut short by that injury. He was 36, 37 years old. Sure. Um, 
those guys took beatings. I mean, just beating. Hell, there's a there was a a a, a video going around of um, him of, of Tom Brady. So Tom Brady's been around so long. This happened to him. You know, he gets his helmet knocked flying as he came running wide. I'm like. Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a different game. It's when I was a kid, game. I was a fan of Steve Young in the, like the 90s Niners. And being a fan of like Steve in his 30s was just being a little kid watching him get his ass kicked. I mean, he was great, but it was just, oh my God, is he going to get up, Dad? Is he okay? Steve, it was like really upsetting. And then when he, when his when his career ended, it was really upsetting. I mean, yeah. he, he was out. That was tough. I was like, I don't think I'm ever playing this sport. <laughs> I don't want to play it. It's yeah. It's for I mean it's for the better, but there yeah. is an overcorrection. That was that that yeah. this weekend was pretty ridiculous. It was. Everyone, thank you for watching. If you watching from uh, Scott's YouTube channel, it was nice to meet you. This was a, the first simulcast I've ever done, and I think it was a lot of fun. Scott, this was great. Thank you. I learned a lot yeah. about the Falcons today. Appreciate you setting up and uh, have a good time in Atlanta. And uh, hopefully the, the the weather will be nice for you, and you'll have a good time at the dome. Um, again, just quick, I expect San Francisco to win a hard fought, even if there's long stretches, the Falcons have gone long stretches where they look like they're either going to run away or get run away from. And at the end, there's you know, final possession type of game. Um, they're not great in the red zone. I would expect a lot of field goals. You're looking something like 1916, one of those odd scores again. 1916. I would love to see the 49ers fans melt down. Just in the middle of a short uh, a close game that'll be that'll be fun 1916 i like it Whew. thank you very much everyone have a good weekend